0: Welcome, one and all, Console War veterans and civilian noobs to the 26th episode of the Green vs. Blue podcast. This week's topic, can next-gen really save the rainforests? We are your hosts, David SD-Dog and
1: PlayStation Pat Fennel.
0: Green vs. Blue is a podcast where we, your hosts, discuss the two best gaming platforms, Xbox and PlayStation. Green vs. Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast streaming service. You can also support us directly at patreon.com slash green versus blue. That's patreon.com slash green vs blue. Big thanks to our existing uh, Patreons out there. We really appreciate you guys. Um, If you have a burning question or comment about today's show, reach us directly at psboxcast at gmail.com. That's P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And you can also find us directly on the interwebs at...
1: You can find me, PlayStation Pat, on Instagram. At PlayStation Pat, or on Twitch and YouTube at Variety Pat. That's V A R I O T Y P A T. Dave, what about you?
0: You can find me over on YouTube or hit up my gamertag at SDDOC. That's S double D A W G. So, Pat, let's move into our show. Uh, let's hit up some Retroscope.
1: All right, Retroscope. First off, looking backwards. Retroscope is our weekly segment where we make corrections, if necessary, or follow up on interesting news from prior weeks. Hey everybody, the the love and the giveaways keep on going. Halo Infinite giveaway later, Halo Infinite Emblem giveaway later today, stay tuned for that. Also, we are doing a raffle giveaway for a free digital copy of the Master Chief Collection, coming up here in a few weeks want to win all you have to do right now just you don't even have to pause your podcast just head straight over to your email app hit us up at psboxcast at gmail.com we'll give it to you once again later on and to enter all you have to do send us an email in the header subject line mcc giveaway and then in the body give us your name first name last name along with something you like about the show, or just something about the show in general. Let us know. And we'll pick a winner here in a few weeks. Good luck to everybody. We'll look forward to that. And just following up, not sure if we had missed this one or not, adding to our Epic and Tencent stories from last week. In January, Tencent bought former chicken company turned gaming company... Layu Technologies, for a sweet $1.5 billion. Dang. Dang. uh, uh, Layu Tech owned, and now Tencent owns, a majority stake in Canadian developer Digital Extremes, which means... Layutech owned, and now Tencent owns, a majority stake in Canadian developer Digital Extremes, developer of Warframe. Tencent just throwing billies around like <laughs> it's nothing. Also, adding Apple's, Apple's suit against Epic, which we discussed extensively in episode two or three. Go go ahead back and check that out. Uh, their suit is heading to trial in May, so we have some excitement coming up on the horizon. Dave, speaking of excitement, mm. what have you been playing this week, and what new Xbox games are available?
0: Yeah, um, so I've been playing a little bit more Halo Five. Y'all know me. You've been listening to the show. You know me. You know your boy hitting up that every Max, right? day, every oh, day. Yeah, I'm about you know about to play after we uh, after we're done recording here. Uh, playing a little bit of that playing a little bit of rocket league i checked out uh, i didn't check out the game mode that you were talking about last week pat with the nfl but i did see no you, you did not i didn't i did not i, I played a little Ooh. bit with Akin. we played some drop shot but
1: it just doesn't even sound fun if you ask me.
0: yeah it just seems like a, a very blatant like you know watch the super bowl uh type of <laughs> ad but uh, i guess that's the point but yeah i don't know rocket league uh still fun still enjoying it but uh yeah that's about it for me this week and then on new xbox games looking kind of outside of myself and toward the platform so just wanted to highlight we don't usually you know talk about cross-platform games i know you usually kind of highlight highlight them more that but um definitely wanted to highlight this week little nightmares 2 coming out on february 11th by the time you listen to this it will be very near and dear to launch so uh yeah i'm really, we're really excited about that you can pick that up I think on switch Xbox playstation and I'm just really excited to check that one out um so we'll cool. definitely keep you are, are you, you gonna
1: know. be a day oneer?
0: I don't know because they they were they were coming out with a um like a like a collector's edition and I found out about this super late and I looked on the website and it's all sold out so I'm like dang uh, now I kind of want the steel book looks really <laughs> dope but um they said they would stock up some more so we'll see. uh, Best
1: Buy is pretty good for Steelbooks, I've found.
0: Yeah. You should check out the Steelbook, dude. It looks really sick.
1: Cool. Maybe uh, after the show.
0: Yeah. So on Xbox Game Pass, we have a few new things for February. So on February 4th, um, so already, you can pick up Ghost of a Tale, which is an action RPG, from my knowledge, and it's on PC only. You can also pick up Project Winter. I think that's like an uh an eight person multiplayer survival game that also sounds super interesting. Pick that one up on Android, console, and PC. And There's then There's
1: been a ton of these like survival games in the last <laughs> year, I felt.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they're they're starting to kind of make a uh, a comeuppance, if that's the right word. But uh there you go. we also have the Falconeer which is uh, like a dog fighting game, but you like fight as birds instead of planes. It's like a weird mythical type of game. (laughs) That's
1: kind of sick.
0: It sounds pretty sick. I've never even heard of it until kind of like today. And then, uh, so yeah, you can pick that one up on Android console and PC as well. And then finally we have monster hunter world on cloud streaming only. So interesting, peculiar, but uh, on February 11th, we have final fantasy 12, the Zodiac age on console and PC don't really have to explain Final Fantasy there. Uh, and then I probably won't have to give any introduction to Jurassic World Evolution. That's coming to Android and console. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Roller Coaster yeah. ty- Tycoon, but with uh, Spielberg's dinosaurs. Go check it out. And then we have Here we go. Stealth Incorporated 2, a game of clones, Android and console only. I think that one is a puzzle platformer, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Correct. I played the first one. So, solid games.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I looked it up and it looked it looked kind of interesting. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's my cup of tea, but I might check it out since it's on Game Pass. And then Pat, finally we have Wolfenstein Young Blood on Android only. And that one is the spin-off of I believe Wolfenstein 2. Kind of like the lesser received one, but hey, maybe it got better over time.
1: I yeah, I don't think it's a fan <laughs> favorite, but hey, you can play it hey. for free. Hey, I just wanted to clarify when you say monster hunter world from the on the cloud that's playable on everything so like pc and then mobile as well i
0: honestly don't know i was looking up for more clarification and i think it's like on their beta cloud streaming service so i think it's like yeah i don't think you can download it i think you can only stream it through through those con- console pc mobile okay that's,
1: We'll have to do some uh, retroscope follow up on that next week, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I gathered. Like you're not downloading it; you're just streaming it. Cool. But yeah. All right. What about you, Pat? What do we got for PlayStation this week, and what have you been playing, boy?
1: Dave, I I've, I've been playing some Last of Us 2. I'm I'm getting through it, man. You know, for some reason, I don't know why. I've always I've always done it. Maybe maybe it's the terror of upgrading to joysticks when we were like first little kids and having to hit that learning curve. (laughs) You know, the first consoles when we were little tiny kids were uh, Super Nintendo is probably the most updated one. There's no joysticks. And so I always build these games way up in my head like they're going to be way more difficult than they are. But I'm really enjoying Last of Us 2. It's a good stealth game
0: how you like an abby
1: um i i don't know she definitely hurt my feelings towards the beginning of the game no spoilers that's all i'm gonna say um but (laughs) we'll see how i feel about her by the real whole end of the game
0: how long do we have to like you know do the whole like oh spoilers for for a game that like what's the what's the cutoff date where you're like all right the game's been out for like you know this long
1: it's probably i'd say like two years but
0: two years now just out of like
1: respect just out of like respect for some people i mean we can we can delve into mild spoilers at some point or we can do a spoiler warning segment or a
0: spoiler heavy
1: Exclusive review segment for our Patreons, by chance. Yeah, I like we'll it. See. What else we got, Bep. Anyways, new on the PlayStation Store this week. First off, we got a visual novel type game, Spice and the Wolf VR. The Spice, David. The Spice. spice. I love. I love Dune. Dune's my like new favorite fascination. spice and the wolf vr2 has nothing to do with dune so anyways epic games third person team shooter rogue company is out this week it's got a little call of duty plus overwatch gameplay i'd say and then a little apex legends and payday visuals borrowing Mm. from uh you know the most popular things. And it's an epic game. So it's probably going to be pretty hot. Um, but that's available on all platforms. So Xbox kids check it out as well. Moving on. We got a dungeon crawling third person platformer. Gods Will Fall. One of the weaker games on the list this week. Then we got JRPG. Ease 9 monstrum nox good rpg series and then i'm wondering dave why does prison architect total lockdown edition cost 60 (laughs) dollars um but yeah i think i've never heard of this
0: game yeah why does it cost 60 dollars i haven't even heard of it
1: um it's the paid Paid private prisons version of like The Sims or uh, Sid Meier's civilization. <laughs> so you're like building a jail,
0: build your own prison. I like it. Uh,
1: anyways, Spook Fest <laughs> in an abandoned mansion, Silver Chains is out this week. If you're looking for some, get your pants scared off. Mm. But if you're looking to get your butt kicked. Dark Souls like the Neo collection will get you Neo 1 and 2 and is available for $69.99 USD for the PS5. An arcade shooter Hybroxia 2 is available. Wanted to give a little shout-out because this game Hybroxia 2 is developed by Lilimo Games, which is partially owned by one of my personal big podcast inspirations. Colin Moriarty formerly of IGN hmm. Last but not least PlayStation Pats PlayStation Pick of the Week PlayStation Pats PlayStation Pick of the Week Heck yeah Here we go Cyber Shadow is the big pick this week coming at ya from Yacht Club Games maker of Shovel Knight and Cyber Shadow is a like a cyberpunk Castlevania so, it's probably pretty good. Shovel Knight, much lauded. If you haven't played it, go back and check it out. You get crazy value for like the fourteen ninety nine or whatever it costs these days. Mm. But heck yeah. Huge good mix of AAA indie and Eastern and Western games this week, I'd say, from both platforms. But yeah, hey. Games
0: just keep coming in.
1: That's going to do it for games this week.
0: Right. So now that we're all caught up, let's move into today's main segment, which is called cross-examination. And for any of you novice listeners out there, (laughs) amateurs, peasants, no, I'm just joking. For any listeners old and new, cross-examination is a segment where we take big relevant news about Xbox and PlayStation when they happen to intersect with each other in the gaming world. We then, guess what? We then debate, speculate, and create a discussion of our own which fosters great discourse, Pat. So last week we reflected on the era of next gen that we're now in. Please go check out that episode. Please, please. Last Dave, week we were having a really good conversation.
1: Can I totally interrupt the show with an aside? <laughs> What's up? Do you think noob is going to be an offensive term one day? Like once, once like most society is taking so, interaction is taking place in like A cyber world.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a derogatory term.
1: Next week. What's cross-examination this week? (laughs) Okay.
0: So, Pat, we, last week, we reflected on the era of next-gen. You know, big, heavy quotes around that uh, phrase, next-gen, that we're now in. So, we just did a little bit of a reflection last week. If you guys haven't checked out that episode, go check it out. We were just kind of talking about, um, well... I won't give it all away, but we both agreed that there is a lack <laughs> of progress in this gener- generational leap, no- noting uh, the shortages of consoles that will more, more than likely persist into the coming months due to high demand, aggressive scalpers, uh, recently AMD chip shortages, all of which being exacerbated by the pandemic. So aside from this inconvenience, we also talked about the abysmal release of big titan games like Cyberpunk, 2077 a game that was supposed to also launch us into a next-gen experience and uh, just I guess not to mention the lack of compelling first-party titles for the series consoles in the PS5 um, I guess we kind of argued that there aren't you know as many compelling titles even though you can make the argument for it but wait Pat there is more there's more to add to this So Uh last week, I forgot to mention some crazy vital news that has developed recently and kind of adds to this narrative of like being stuck in this weird limbo phase, right? So Bloomberg came out with an article recently that highlighted Amazon's Amazon games inability to put out, well, games. So Jason Schreier and Priya Anand, I hope I pronounced that correctly, report that, quote, Amazon is spending nearly 500 million dollars a year operating the video game division, two people familiar with the budget say. That amount doesn't include Twitch or a new project under different management, which is building a service to stream games to a computer, phone, or Amazon Fire TV. End So that's, I think they're presumably talking about Luna, game, Luna, mm-hmm. kind of what we're, right. So they're 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 trying to kind of uh, respond to xCloud Cloud and Stadia. So, but Pat, why? Why is Amazon, the biggest company on earth, unable to come out with a good game? Or just just a game? (laughs) Considering that they have an endless stream of revenue at their disposal.
1: Probably because Amazon is a perfect, a near perfect, efficient business. Um, Which, I mean, has its moral downfalls and dilemmas but that's an entirely different conversation (laughs) and but video games are a creative endeavor it takes artistic vision to give us the beautiful visuals and graphics and high fidelity imagery that we gamers now demand and you know there's creative choices still being made in the mechanics behind how games work And Amazon is a business all about taking ideas from all different over all different places, all different people's ideas and putting that in and that's great for a business but you know there's a such there's such a thing as too many cooks in the kitchen and too many cooks in the kitchen
0: yeah what you're getting on to the right track here and uh what i put underneath is probably boils it down to extreme corporate culture i would i would argue Um, and that kind of boils down to what you're saying about how companies amazon is such a finely run company very oiled machine maybe too well oiled where they kind of apply the same ideology and the same practices to every facet of their company even if it doesn't have to do with uh even if it has to do with creative endeavors the machine
1: just moves too fast for yeah what a good game requires
0: and you could say that you know amazon prime like prime video i think they're kind of catching on a bit with getting you know, their own stuff down, they have a really good series called The Boys. Um, probably many of you have heard of that superhero show. I, like I really enjoy it. I think they're it's finally sexy. getting the, the concept of like putting the right people on. But I think there's still a lot of mundane stuff that you can tell it was purely like a business decision.
1: I think Disney is the most on the right track right now. Well, kind of. They the their their initiative a couple years ago when EA first got exclusivity. The idea at Disney was they were going to move all of their game development. The idea was that they were going to move the game development out from underneath Disney itself and put it in the hands of the people who really knew what they were doing. And I think we've seen that pay off with, um. The Marvel games, Spider the Spider Man was like crazy hit. Disney owns Marvel, in case anyone didn't know. And then, I don't know. I think was,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I think you're getting at something uh, pretty key here, Pat. That like you got to put the right people in charge, people who know what they're doing. And unfortunately. From the Bloomberg article, I'm pulling that it's like that's kind of the main problem is that the people in charge are not um, very savvy to what they're to what they're making. They're kind of just approaching it with a very cutthroat business mentality. And um, I'll, I'll just continue the uh, the article. Yeah, if Yeah, not Um So management at Amazon proves to be inexperienced with games. I'm kind of just paraphrasing from the article because it's a very lengthy one, but go check it out. So it's cited that Mike Frazzini head of Amazon Games I think he's the VP insisted on building an inferior inferior engine called Lumberyard in order to avoid paying for using Unreal or Unity very very popular engines very <laughs> well known and trusted engines for development um so that is kind of number 1 a lot of employees are <laughs> grumbling about that very hard to work with very slow engine it Sounds like a dumb um,
1: lumberyard come on yeah,
0: It sounds uh, yeah that the name doesn't inspire confidence. <laughs> so employee testimonials were also saying he just simply doesn't under- understand the technology. Um, I guess in, like, focus meetings, he couldn't tell, you know, it, what the difference was between, like, like kind of like a, high, a highly produced, like, cinematic and, like, actual gameplay or something like that. Something along those lines where it's, like, someone who's running a gaming company should know what these people are showing him. Um, and then... I guess finally he was kind of trying to bypass Steam by proposing their own gaming oh platform to kind God. of just again save save money for the company, and he was proposing to do um, like their own type of Steam like platform or something like that, and and the employees were saying something along the lines of like you know not holding a game from Steam is like holding a book from Amazon.
1: It's like holding a book. From <laughs> it's like really
0: detrimental. Printed. Yeah, pretty much. It's like very (laughs) detrimental to what you're trying to produce. Like you're not how are you supposed to get your your game out there or, you know, so I think they were kind of just trying to cut a lot of corners, trying to um, circumvent a lot of things, which is I mean, I guess that's why Amazon is Amazon. They, They know how to save money. They know how to make money. Um, but it, it doesn't seem to work for their game development. And uh, it seems to show because they've had canceled games. Um, the game that they did come out with, Crucible, I think it was like it came out for like a, like a day or something. And then they like pulled it back to beta and then they canned it. That's
1: crazy.
0: Because <laughs> it was wait like something crazy. So, where like,
1: So hold up for a second, though. This guy wanted to put some game on a platform that's not Steam. That also wasn't Amazon Luna.
0: Yeah, because there's still. This was, I think this was in back in like 2017. He was trying to do this. And this was before Luna. So there was only what? Epic Games, which is barely in its infancy, I think, if, if it was out by then. Uh, th- all there was was Steam, really, I think, and like Xbox.
1: <laughs> Mikey, you're, a, you're being a nut job, my dude.
0: Yeah, this dude obviously, oh my obviously, gosh. like, doesn't play video games
1: doesn't understand any of it
0: or yeah he's just very um business-minded and i think that's kind of the root of the problem here so i think that kind of adds i mean obviously this is kind of a separate from our complaints about not feeling like we're next gen yet but it feels like there, are next gen part of next gen should be like not just xbox versus playstation like it's always been it should be xbox versus playstation versus Nintendo versus Amazon games versus first-party Google Stadia games. And uh, I guess, Pat, that kind of leads into the Google Stadia news that we ran into this week.
1: Yeah, similar to Amazon. After only 23 months and two developed games, Google is shuttering their internal Stadia games development studios. So after opening in March of 2019... Google is closing their only internal game studios. 150 <laughs> developers and staff were laid off between the two locations in Montreal and L.A. I've never even heard of the two games that they developed. I know that they... I mean, I think I've heard of I think of one. they
0: released a... They at least published a game exclusively on Stadia because I remember they. it was the same dude, Tequila Works... The The same studio who did Rhyme, they did a game for Stadia. So I don't even... I don't have no idea. That's the only thing I know that came out of Stadia. That was exclusive. Okay.
1: Well, the two games that they did publish were Orcs Must Die 3 in July of 2020 and Submerged Hidden Depths in yeah. December.
0: <laughs> Never heard of them.
1: Orcs Must Die 3 is a tower defense game. Okay. Um... I'm a fan of Tower Defense, but like they're they're dime a dozen. Right. And who knows what Submerged in Depths is. It reminds me of that. What was that game that GameStop published? The Song of the Sea oh, okay. or something. Anyway, I have no idea what Submerged it's just, is. Though. It's just
0: a way to describe how buried their game is under a ton of other popular beings. I've never There we go, <laughs> submerged. baby.
1: All right. Anyways, it's kind of sad. Stadia, 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 Stadia Studios, say that 10,000 times fast. Stadia Studios in Los Angeles uh, was being led by former Santa Monica studio head Sh- Shannon Studstill.
0: Shannon Studstill at Stadia Studios.
1: Oh my god, nice. (laughs) Um, Studstill famously worked on every single God of War game before joining Stadia less than a year ago in March of 2020. Anyways, best of luck to the 150 developers and staff that were laid off.
0: Yeah, heck of a time to do that. (laughs)
1: Um, But hey, we, we hope to see you... We particularly hope to see you do some great things on Xbox and PlayStation. So yeah, I look forward to it one day and Hey, we don't have, we don't have to like begrudgingly go play a good game. That's on stadia. Cause it's not going to exist really. It's just going to be.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. That's like, I feel like that's a common theme with you were saying with, um, Shannon Studstill. stud still, um, She's kind of. It sounds like she's a lot of talent, and they hired someone with a lot of talent, but they're not utilizing them to their potential um, because of corporate culture. I that's what I would assume. Because then the article I was reading with Amazon, they're saying that they hired all these heavy hitters from you know different types of industries, not different types of industries, different types of companies that have worked on high profile games, and yet they can't come out with a game. Um, It's obviously poor management. uh, It's it's obviously. Um, a lack of understanding the industry and uh yeah I think it's showing so all of these all of these developments have happened in the last few years but now it's finally showing we don't have a game from Amazon we're not going to have any first party games from Google stadia so what are we f- to look forward to for next gen pat I think the technology of cloud gaming sure mm-hmm. but um what what why should I go to Google stadia when they don't what what am i What's compelling me to go over there? You know, what's compelling me to go over to Amazon when I, and I can just go to just get Game Pass and I know that there's going to be a ton of first party games day one um, eventually. You know, so what 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 am I compelled to? What am I looking forward to? And if there's not a huge competition for Xbox, which is arguably going to be the leader in cloud gaming. Um if if Luna is the only competitor and they don't have any first party games, where is the incentive for Microsoft to keep improving? We've talked about it before. What where is the incentive, you know, for developers of sports games like EA, the only developers of sports games. What's their incentive to keep improving if they have no competition? So, I am even more doubtful, unfortunately, I'm even more doubtful for the prospects of next gen.
1: Yeah. I I think Xbox, I, I think what it is, is like, everybody's fighting to be the Netflix of gaming. And I think Google and Amazon both sort of felt that if they could have their... Uh, what what was that first Netflix show that was big, the original? Oh, House of Cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, they
0: see the billions that are flowing in, you know, to like app like the Epic games or whatever, they're seeing all the money and they're like, we need, we need to make this huge money generating game. And I I think they're just kind of trying to get to the finish line before they've even, you know, put on their shoes to run.
1: (laughs) Everyone's trying to, I don't know everyone's trying to be the Netflix of gaming. And honestly, I think, I mean, if honestly, if Halo was out, that would be the first big, cloud streaming game but Mm -hmm. it's not out yet and but hey i I think but my point is is i think microsoft is still in the lead at the moment and if stadia and amazon luna had been able to get their 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 things together and their plans together they could have at this point launch something alongside or close to Halo Infinite and maybe had some decent competition but mm-hmm. they're dropping out i think microsoft yeah. is still winning the streaming think, future sure generation
0: sure yeah I, I think the main thing to kind of pull away i think i don't think amazon's out of it i think there was even uh, i forgot to put it in an article but there was even a headline talking the C, the new ceo of amazon said uh that they're not giving up on video games um they're still going to push forward at least that's what the headline said so i'm i'm not doubtful i'm i'm doubtful for the moment for the time being i feel like at this point in next gen i feel like we should have been to the point where like all these companies were competing and op- showing us what what can you offer what what thing better can you offer us you know and now it's kind of just like well game pass is is kind of the, the play for that and unfortunately I see this price hike that we were about to see a few weeks ago. That's definitely coming. If if, my, if, if they know that everyone's locking to their service and they don't have any compelling competition, they're going to raise that price. So that that's what I'm saying is like there should I, I would have hoped by now we would have had had more companies competing by now with. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. And that's unfortunate because now the consumer might suffer. uh for the you know, in terms of price and all that stuff, exclusivity. But yeah, I I think that Amazon will come through at some point with Luna. I don't think Google. I think Google's kind of out at this point. They're they've notori- they've been that, notorious for canceling projects.
1: I don't know. I think they're in it for the long haul. I just think for the time being they're done trying to. Ve- <clears throat> I think for the time being they're just done trying to develop some first party stadia only game
0: yeah i don't know it just just makes me a bit doubtful because if google and amazon can't pull it off then who can if they can't pump out games then then that just shows you how hard it is to enter the the gaming industry you have to be very much established like xbox playstation playstation nintendo so i don't see any other smaller company coming up and 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 showing them showing them up at at any point in the future so we'll see how it turns out
1: Maybe this generation just feels so weak because it hasn't really come yet because it is the streaming generation. Mm -hmm. And just the tech's not there yet. Like, if you ask me, the internet infrastructure isn't there yet for a majority of people. So maybe that's why this gen feels so... Partially why this gen feels slow lackluster Mm
0: -hmm.
1: at the moment it's because it really hasn't start like to in the to like all this whole other degree of the tech that it's all based on still hasn't like fully formed yet
0: yeah i agree but uh yeah we'll we'll see if if some first party games can really prove us wrong i really i'm putting my hope in the games now rather than the technology and all this other stuff so we'll see
1: until those good games come
0: all right that concludes cross-examination um yeah if you guys have any comments hit us up at our gmail um i feel like that that was a pretty spicy discussion right there but uh yeah that let's move into fast fire news for this week
1: for listeners old and new fast fire news is our weekly news segment where we deliver the week's news to you faster than Harrison Ford the bellhop can deliver a telegram to Charles Ellis, room 607, in the 1966 film Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round, starring James Coburn. Not a very good job as a bellhop, I would say, but we'll cut the young Harrison Ford some slack because it was his first time ever on screen. Anyways, firing off these stories, first one coming at ya. 10 to 15% of all PS5s have been scalped. <laughs> nice. Da- data engineer Michael Driscoll compiled the report using thousands of eBay and StockX listings across three months of data from November to January 16th. Around 2 million PS5s were sold at that time. And hundred fifty-seven thousand or so were resold for an estimated profit of forty-three million dollars. That's forty-three million dollars worth of food that lazy people took out of children's mouths. You sons <laughs> of a guns. They've...
0: Hey man, they have children too. That's why they're that's why they're doing it.
1: Well, maybe you should Maybe you should go out and pick up trash, dude, just you know, so
0: go go pick them up.
1: You're making pennies, like dude. Just go pick up some bottles and cans and take them to the recycling center.
0: All they got to do is take themselves to the recycling center because they're trash.
1: Good one, Dave. What's the next? Moving story?
0: on. <laughs> EA is bringing back their NCAA football games. We got a preliminary announcement that the game is in early development, so at the earliest, it would release this fall. For the 2022 season, the games will feature over 100 colleges, but not the players. For the time being, EA will avoid player names and images so that they can avoid paying them if the courts order payments for players. Okay, um, this will be the first time we see an NCAA since 2013 because of the issue of players not getting paid because they would be too expensive for the NCAA and Fortune, 5, uh, and Fortune 500 company. EA. Look out for more news in the weeks ahead. Just a just a quick note on this, Pat. I, I have to comment. Um, yeah, I think it's showing that EA is kind of just getting more and more lazy with their installments of Football Sims. <laughs> this is—I uh, I don't mean this. This episode is just extremely like just lamenting of, about the gaming industry. But there's so much to like. I can't. You can't just let it go. I feel like we just can't let let stuff like this go every week
1: this announcement would be a million times cooler if it was anybody else except EA. I know it's like,
0: we're not going to put in the effort to put in uh, their names and stuff. Cause money, Um, sorry. Just cause we want to, we want to give you the best experience. It's
1: all about the players at the end of the day. And then like trying <sighs> to like, I'm going to say angels advocate. Cause you know, EA is the, Double
0: has enough advocates.
1: Yeah. Um. So, so I was like, oh, so what if the Madden games and the NCAA games are like developed from two different studios and they can both like improve upon each other's progress and it's like inner competition. Come on, dude. It's just going to be a reskin. Let's.
0: Let's be honest. <sighs> yeah. Uh, what else we got?
1: Another sad story. It's, no. it's, pro- it's probably not that sad for that many people, though. Battle oh, we Born... got a heart warmer coming up. <laughs> Battleborn servers have been shut down after its less than desirable release on PS4 and Xbone in 2016. The MOBA shooters servers have been shut down, rendering the game completely unplayable. Unlike older games that can be archived or emulated, this is a modern game that is going to be almost completely lost to time and literally completely unplayable. Even the single-player campaign is unplayable since they shut down the servers, and unless there is the highly unlikely scenario that they ever release or allow local or private server hostings, Battleborn is... Pretty much like literally unplayable for entire the foreseeable future forever. Hmm.
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah. Just gone. What whatever. Dang dude. Well, Pat,
0: let's move on to some opposite news. Uh, I don't know I don't know how opposite this is, but after it's less good. than two years
1: it's good. Apex
0: Legends Apex Legends owned by EA has created over one billion dollars in revenue. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree. Congrats to, you know, the Titanfall creators Respawn on the success for sure. Congrats to them. I mean, they did something that was awesome. A lot of people loved. Um, but unfortunately, that money goes to a lot of that money goes to EA.
1: Yeah. Or, but dude, um, yeah, a- so- Apex is bigger than. Both of the Titanfalls combined ever.
0: Yeah, no, I, I and I understand why it's it's a it's just a great tight game like tight gameplay, fun characters, it's really addictive game loop.
1: Have you played it? So.
0: mm hmm. Yeah, I played it right when it came out.
1: I still still haven't played a second of it. i Yeah,
0: it's a good battle royale.
1: I need people to play battle royales with, dude. Hit me at the um, PS Boxcast at gmail dot com. Yeah, play Apex with me. I've Got never a played. a boy
0: over there. Um, but yeah, uh, that I guess cross-play will yeah. be enabled day one on March 9th for, uh, for Nintendo Switch. And then furthermore, the game will be arriving on mobile phones before the summer in the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah. You got anything else to say about this one?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say like c- cross-play and cross-progression were really exciting for me when it came to one of my great... For- I'm gonna na- I'm, I-, I think it's now a former Love Dave Rocket League. I'm going to say former. Mm. I am not... Mm, eh. Maybe one day I'll be back. (laughs) Anyways, I think this is really exciting for some people. Crossplay is. For people that. For like little. For for younger folk that got into Fortnite and that was like their first big game ever. Minecraft was one of their first big games ever. Like. I I, I don't think there's an appreciation and there won't be an appreciation amongst younger gamers. Uh, Gamers who are like. 10 to 13 right now that didn't live before crossplay was a thing.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's kind of weird to think about.
1: Like, like, just remember how cool it was the first time it was. You found out about it. I mean, it's only like a year or two ago, but it's it feels like forever ago.
0: Yeah, it's still really cool. Yeah, I, sometimes I forget it's even there when I'm playing Rocket League. I'm like, wait, Pat Pat can play with us. I'm like, why don't Why don't you play with us?
1: Because <laughs> there's not a good because it's not good for four players, which is kind of a bummer. Hey, maybe yeah. maybe we can jump in Apex altogether. Yeah, maybe. Here we go. Last story of the day. That was a pretty slow-fired one, I think. Whatever. PlayStation has t- oh this one this one's gonna get us really going fast. Here we go. PlayStation has teamed up with Red Bull for Capture the Point, an in-game screenshot photo mode competition. You're crazy, dude. I, I, that's gonna. That's gotta stay in the show. That was some good jazz.
0: It's too much Red Bull in sorry. the
1: background. Anyways, for Capture the Point. For, no, sorry, Capture Point, the photo competition. Players can submit photos from Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Horizon Zero Dawn, or The Last of Us Part 2. You have until May 2nd to You have until May 2nd to take and submit up to 18 photos across the five different games. Category winners. Quote category winners. I don't know what that means exactly. I think there's gonna be Maybe one for each game. Anyways, Mm. each one of those winners is going to receive a PS5 and PS5 accessory kit. In the meantime, as you're trying to grind for your screenshots, take a break and head over to participating Walmart and 7-Eleven stores, which are giving away PlayStation Network avatar codes with the purchase of Red Bull cans. Nice. And I guess these, these, you know, usually they don't tell you anything about these avatars, so it's nice to have a tiny little bit of info. These Red Bull-sponsored avatars are going to feature characters from select PlayStation titles, quote, drawn in a classic cartoon style. Sweet. Kind of exciting. I don't think I've ever bought a Red Bull, but I might go buy one.
0: It's probably my favorite energy drink, to be honest, that one.
1: I drank my first one for the first time this year. Dave, do you want to go ahead and guess where I pervade that Red Bull? Mind, Mind you, I've never paid for a Red Bull, so where would I have gotten this said Red Bull, do you think?
0: Um... You found it on the ground.
1: No, obviously you haven't been in a GameStop recently enough. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously not. So I think it was like September. No, it was probably more like October, November. I don't know, like if GameStop had ordered so many Red Bulls for their like corporate offices that were like closed, or what the heck was going on. But every single GameStop had like literally 30 cases of red bulls and they were supposed to be giving them away free with like every purchase but they were just giving them away to every single person that came in for the most part because they <laughs> just had 30 cases nice. of red bull
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do with 30 cases of red bull i don't know
1: Drink it
0: you tell me drink it give it away
1: Dave, that's yeah. going to close cool, cool out in. Fast Fire News this week, I think, unless you had one more thing to say.
0: Nah, that's it. Cool. Um, let's let's move it to our rotating segment this week, Pat. It's a fan favorite. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it's a fan favorite, but uh, it's our favorite. It's one of our. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. So heart warmer of the week. We kind of need this in lieu, or yeah, just in uh, in light of all the negative news this week. So. Ori and the Will of the Wisps developer and publisher raised over $58,000 for a non uh, non-profit organization, the Rainforest Trust. That's awesome. Yeah, when you named the title um, Save the Rainforest, I thought you were talking about Amazon. And I was like, <laughs> kind of laughing. I was like, what are you talking nice, about? Nice,
1: dude. It's a double entendre. <laughs>
0: nice. Nice and dirty. All right. Um, so, yeah. Originally by Ty Galees Rowe at GameSpot. Yeah, that was the article. That's the given credit to the article there. Yeah, that's where, um, that's where we
1: found the story.
0: Okay. Just paraphrasing here. So developer Moon Studios alongside publishers I Am 8-Bit and Skybound Games pledged to donate 5% of the proceeds from every Nintendo Switch sale of Ori in the Will of the Wisps from December 8th to the 13th to the Rainforest Trust. All versions of the game were included in this program, Digital Physical. There was originally a guarantee of 25 grand, but that number shot up to about 58 grand in proceeds. Dang. So, uh, the Nice. The Benefactor Rainforest Trust is a charity that works toward the rainforest conservation around the world by establishing protected areas in partnership with local organizations and communities. Um, they have already purchased 33 million acres of land that is now designated as protected. On, as of the January 15th, the Rainforest Trust announced another purchase of 5,407 acres in the El Silencio Natural Reserve in Colombia, the area is home to six different primates, 42 amphibians and 723 plant species. Awesome. And then finally, the donations from the Ori fun Fundraiser will enable the Trust to secure another 29,000 acres, which is about the size of Manhattan. And then I am 8 bit co-owner John Gibson explained the company's reasoning for the donation in a video posted back in December. And I quote, As its publisher... We had to make the critical decision of how to spend the game's marketing budget, Gibson said in the video. We decided to shake things up and try to make a difference with that money. So we're trying to trying something bold in hopes of activating players just like you around the world. And that ends the quote right there. Yeah, that's a that's a really good story Pat.
1: Yeah, um, just the whole thing.
0: Yeah, like this is this is good news alongside like the whole everyone like people who won money off of the GameStop stock last week like giving Nintendo switches to like kids in hospitals, you know, like, you know, kind of definitely the polar opposite of what, you know, all of these large companies are doing, like hoarding their wealth, using their wealth to get more wealth, that type of thing. It's good to hear this completely opposite story in, in relation to gaming.
1: I mean, he's talking about I, just from like the, like pure, like from like the business aspect of it. Uh, as John Gibson was saying, like this is their marketing budget that they're spending this on, and they're getting a whole segment on our show for it.
0: That's a way to do some marketing.
1: Yeah. Um. But it 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 certainly has piqued my interest in the game. I I enjoy a good rainforest a, uh, rainforest vibe, maybe, <laughs> maybe a YouTube video with some rainforest sounds, you know what, Dave, in fact, uh, let's, let's, I'm gonna go ahead and flick my, g- click my fingers and let's get some rainforest sounds going in the background here, uh, let's, let, there we go, and, um, but just, ah, how nice is that? and wow that's what that's some good sound that's what moon studios is helping protect and that vibe itself gets me interested in ori and the will of the wisps did you play this one yet dave
0: i have it i played a little bit of it and then i dropped it i i want to go back to the first the first one and, and beat it i was almost done with beating that one and then I, i'm gonna and and then i'm gonna pop in the will of the wisps i have it i just haven't really dove into it okay well so on my backlog
1: yeah so I'll, I'll say this any any business owner out there listening to our show should take this story as an example of of good marketing good money well spent you know they're they're helping the world and they're helping their business but yeah so i i had said anecdotally a long time ago who ugh, what was that bloomberg did bloomberg do a presidential run this last year
0: yes right okay Mm-hmm.
1: so what so that guy spent like 200 million dollars in like a month on a bunch of television commercials right
0: mm-hmm.
1: something crazy like that anyways the amount that bloomberg had spent was less no was sorry. The amount Bloomberg had spent was more than the projected cost to fix the pipes and water system in Flint, Michigan, which, yes, is still an issue here, like five plus years later, however awfully long it's been. But if Bloomberg had taken that money that he spent on a bunch of television commercials and fixed the water system, just been like, here, Flint, Michigan, here is a check. You can, you know, you're saving an entire city. If Michael Bloomberg had done that, he would have been on every headline across the entire country for the entire week, at least that's all right. That would have been a lot better money spent than on commercials that I don't know. I didn't see. I don't know if you ever saw any of them, but (laughs) anyways,
0: they didn't work.
1: There's a lot of benefits in, uh, helping other people. And I, I feel good. Like I genuinely, like, I hope our listeners get, I hope my, like, happiness and my smile is uh coming across Showing. to our listeners <laughs> listening right now, but this one genuinely yeah. uh warmed my heart this week, Dave.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It warms my heart. And I think that's a good way to cap off
1: the show. Yeah. I don't know. My maybe it was a little ranty of me, but the point is, is a lot can be done from helping other from good, people yeah. and from goodwill which Moon Studios sure. and John Gibson and everyone else. I am a- Keep doing nourishing. what you're doing over there. Cheers to that. Should we close out the and show? on that note, let's close that out, Pat. That's it? Um, oh, before we do that, really wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: wait. <laughs> we have a code giveaway. Don't think we forgot. So for uh, all you people out there who want a Halo Infinite emblem, go hit up halowaypoint.com slash redeem go on that website and you'll be prompted to enter this code here it's about a uh, you know four digits plus four digits four, four digits plus four digits so we got like 12 ooh. you know so make sure to put a dash in between every four digits so make sure ooh. you get this code right away ooh,
1: just like Jesus disciples we got 12 ooh just Three like digits. the 12 tribes ooh. of Israel let's go oh.
0: ooh break um, it down
1: dave break it down here we go so we
0: got 4 4 z t c j Nine six W X P two E three A A.
1: Whoo! Gosh dang!
0: Gosh dang! That was pretty. Congrats good. to anyone who got the code. Or to whoever gets the code. And if you're looking, you're saying like, "Hey man, I didn't get the code. I was I was too slow, yo." Well, say, "Hey man, tune in next week. We're gonna be giving away an armor coating, even better. And we'll giving we'll be giving away some more." Uh, another emblem after that the week thereafter along with the master chief collection giveaway so if you want to win this master chief collection digital download hit up our gmail at psboxcast at gmail.com yeah email us header mcc giveaway body your first and last name and something about the show and guess what you're entered put you in a raffle and we'll announce the winner in a couple weeks here so anyways i've been your hosts david sd dog
1: and playstation pat fennel Green versus Blue can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, or your favorite podcast service. Be sure to follow us on YouTube and Patreon for more content. You can directly support us by heading to patreon.com slash green vs. blue. That's patreo dot com green vs. blue. Dave, where can we find you socially on the internet one more time?
0: YouTube, SD Dog, Gamertag, Dog. That's spelled s
1: Go play some games, watch some vids that Dave's got, or, and uh, when you're done with that, you can come follow me on YouTube or Twitch. Same name, at VarietyPat. That's V A R I O. T-Y-P-A-T or on Instagram at PlayStation Pat. And remember, if you have any burning questions or comments about today's show or if you have anything else to say about the podcast, including entering that giveaway, all you have to do is hit our direct line at psboxcast at com. That's P-S-B-O-X-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and you can catch us again next week. Bye-bye.
0: Adios.